0: Yankees. Cardinals. What? I thought we were just listing off MLB teams. Your shirt! What about it?
1: We are about to talk about E3, Uh one of the biggest video game expos in the world. Of all the things you could wear, you're wearing a New York Yankees shirt.
0: What? You're not wearing a video game shirt either.
1: I am wearing a black shirt. This is neutral. It's calming.
0: It's also very slimming. It's slimming. Uh Uh-huh. Well, does it bother you that much? Yes. And what would you have me do? Just go put something else on. Well, this is all that was clean. Then where's something dirty? Oh, then I'd be just like you. Well, that's just mean. It really bothers you? Go change, would you? Aaron, why do you have that? It's slimming. Just put the Yankee shirt back. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Hey guys, welcome to Ramblers. This week we are talking about Earl Grey tea. He means E3. And we are super excited to talk about it. It just ended, and of course, there's lots of feels going on with um, with, with uh, E3 and what what came out about it. And we really want to talk about all the feels here.
1: Yeah, and honestly, there's—if um, we really gave a detailed explanation on literally every single thing that showed up between every single day, there wouldn't be enough time. So, kind of what we're going to do here is highlight our personal top five picks of of what we loved from E3. Um, uh, so I, I'll just go ahead and start us yeah, up. Yeah, go here. for it. Um, I actually wasn't really certain how I was going to go ahead and begin this because I want to do like my biggest picks last, but. I have a pretty big niche pick in here that uh, probably not a lot of people are going to care about except me. So I'm just I'm just going to come out guns blazing with my first one, and that all is right. um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Honestly, um, I, I was actually really impressed that this one got showed off at all because um, you know a lot of companies are doing their their own uh, conventions. Uh, Blizzard does BlizzCon. That's why I didn't hold out hope for like a Diablo or anything like that. Um, Nintendo kind of sticks to their Treehouse uh, mm-hmm. exhibitions and Tokyo Game Show. Um, So I really, I almost couldn't believe Nintendo pulled this one out at E3, but I think they just kind of wanted to get it out there early. And I uh, was blown away completely by it. So if you missed it, or frankly, if you didn't, you just want to hear me talk about it. Obviously, the biggest news about it was the Smash Brothers that is including every single character that has shown up in the series, period. All the way from Smash 64 to uh, Smash for Wii U, all the way in between. Um, In a lot of ways, that's not that big of a deal because... A lot of those characters, like I think Pichu, uh, Lucas, uh, Ice Climbers, there are very few people that ever got jacked out from the series and then Mm -hmm. never brought back. And and of the six people I can think of, three of them got brought back as DLC for Wii U. But it's still a big deal because you're getting everybody that you enjoyed. And the bigger deal here is that obviously they've had a big competitive and casual crowd. It's kind of split. And Mm -hmm. they've more tooled towards the casual crowd, they inched toward the competitive crowd, because the developer, um, you know, Hell Studios, really didn't want to nurture the competitive scene. Well, he sort of changed his tune on that a bit, because, frankly, um, there's two different systems of play now. Firstly, the game has been sped up significantly. It's much closer to Smash Bros. Melee in Speed and in Power, and there are pretty much two separate modes. When you play it in multiplayer... The characters are going to do less damage to each other. When you play it in sing- um, one-on-one, I almost said single player, mm-hmm. the characters will hurt each other more. So do more damage, knock further. It's really, it's, it's really cool to watch that they've retooled the system. And the reason that's significant to me about the characters is because they've had to go back and retool every character for this new system. to Make them speedier, make them fall faster, make them a little heavier. Um, all the stages from the, the games are being brought back. Um, really, I think this was just incredible. This was a huge move for fans of all the old series. Fans of the competitive uh, nature of the game. Fans of the casual, want to throw items at each mm-hmm. other. There's something here for everybody. And I'm actually absolutely, absolutely in love for that. So, what's so, up? You opened your mouth. I thought you wanted to say something. No,
0: no, no, no. I'm just a mouth breather. Oh,
1: thank goodness. Um, my next pick. <sighs> over. Okay, so this was my niche <laughs> pick I was talking about. Not a lot of people are going to care about and that is, overcooked too. Okay, I, I guarantee like six people, if, if total watching the show, are gonna be like, I don't even know what overcooked That's is. That's
0: adorable. You think we have six people who watch this show? We have much more than six. I'm <laughs> saying only six is gonna even know what
1: overcooked is. Overcooked is a multiplayer party game. Yeah, you can play it single player, but if if you bought overcooked to play by yourself, it's probably something wrong with your life right now. Um, one to four players. Uh, just just you know, cooking. It's a little simplified, a little streamlined, but it's a big party puzzle game, moving around this kitchen, slamming into each other, trying to get orders out as quick as possible. Um, as you get up in levels, like the kitchen shifts, and gets on conveyor belt splits off into like lava pits. It's hysterical and awful and infuriating. It's the best thing ever. Um, one of the big problems with Overcooked was that when it came out, it only had four-player couch co-op. Now, honestly, in this day and age, say what you will about the internet age and the multiplayer age, I think as we get on in life, if a game has a multiplayer mode and does not include online multiplayer, it's kind of worthless, at least to me. Yeah, I mean, what kind of people sit together on a couch anymore? Losers, really. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, that joke aside, though, it's it's as we get older in life, a lot of us can't really... I mean, I, I can't have people over very often, though. I have very mm-hmm. little time for games. I can... A lot of my gaming friends are states away or hours away, so um, the big news here is that Overcooked 2, along with having more kitchens, more recipes, more foods, more everything, has moved to online multiplayer. That is huge for me, okay? That is mm-hmm. that is a selling point. I think they... I don't know what it takes as far as development goes. I don't know what what the deal there is for not including that, but it's about time. Um, so... Third one, speak a little quickly about here because not too many details about it, but Last of Us 2.
0: Mmm. Yes.
1: Absolutely loved Last of Us. If you have not played Last of Us, what the hell is wrong with your life? It's dirt cheap right now, the remaster for PlayStation 4. You can probably also plan on PlayStation 3 or just watch the damn thing on YouTube. You really owe it to yourself. And I think it's one of those things I wasn't surprised Last of Us 2 was being made. I mean, I kind of had it, it. Of course it is. It was tremendous. But. Getting that confirmation um, meant the whole world to me. Uh, Ellie is going to come back as our main protagonist. Yeah. You're going to be playing as Ellie in this one, and I think that kind of further cements the emotional relationship you built up, having her be just the tag along throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty tremendous tag along too. Is a very very merciful decision on Naughty Dog's part that. She couldn't uh, be spotted by enemies or break your stealth, which led to some right. hilarious stealth Ellie moments where she's just sitting out in the middle of a room and nobody can see her. <laughs> um, going to lose that now that you are Ellie, but don't really know if in any capacity Joel's going to show up throughout the game, but kind of hoping for it. Right. Speaking of, though, of about-time sequels that I wanted, uh, this next one is just near and dear to my heart. Okay, let me, let me take it back for some some history. Right. Okay? In March... I think it was March, 2002, Resident Evil got a remake for the oh. GameCube. A beautiful remake. It was gorgeous. It was stunning. It was, I mean, come on. It came out on PlayStation 1 very early on. And Forget it. you. You owned a PlayStation. You owned a PlayStation. We know what PlayStation games looked like, what they played like. So when Capcom completely ground up remade Resident Evil 1 for the GameCube, it was just incredible. It was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And in my heart as a kid, I'm like, I can't wait for a couple years from now when Resident Evil 2 remake comes out. (laughs) 14, 14, 16, I'm good at math. Years later, I was like, I was certain it was never going to happen. It was going to be when Capcom is broke and needs money and knows they can get a few free sales that it'll come out. Oh my God, we got the video at E3. Resident Evil 2's remake, again, ground up. Retooled, redone in a lot of ways. I think there's a lot of changes that are um, probably going to be added to the game. They're going to be inconsistent with the old game. I don't care. D- you saw it, didn't you? Yes, Absolutely I did. Absolutely gorgeous. The What I'm calling, because it originated there, the Resident Evil 4 movement and control scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I know some people really wanted them to go back to the fixed camera angles. You're living in the past. That's That was no fun. They really upgraded that with, with 4, 5, 6, and beyond. I know 7 went to sort of a first-person view. I didn't hate that. I know I got some complaints. I'm really happy with what I saw from Resident Evil 2. And it's one of those things where I'm ecstatic for a game that isn't going to surprise me. I've played Resident Evil 2 to death. I know how it starts. I know the middle. I know the end. I know all the secret paths. I know all the extra game. I I don't care. I can't wait to play it again. in in better graphics, better controls, new remastered dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's, it's... I have no words. (laughs) Um, So with that, I'm going to close up on my last favorite thing here. Um, it is the thing that had the least amount of details for it, and it might be the things that I'm the most excited for. And that is, uh, you saw it, there's going to be an Elder Scrolls 6. The territory of, of course there's going to be an Elder Scrolls six. Of course there is. There's no way they weren't going to make it. But Skyrim's approaching. By the time Elder Scrolls six even thinks about releasing, we'll probably hit the 10-year mark that Skyrim had come out. And I'm still playing Skyrim to this day, quite honestly. And still enjoying it. I can go through the game two or three different times and still find things that I didn't find before. Um, I, I'm a little... I, I have some skeptic uh, ideas about uh, Elder Scrolls 6. I wonder if they're still going to use seemingly 10 voice actors for the entire thousand NPCs they have. Yes, I know the cast is much bigger than that, but I mean, you know, and you can't hire a thousand voice actors, right. but it's still very noticeable when the same character voices 30 different people <laughs> you've met. Every guard you meet.
0: I used to be an adventurer, till I took an arrow to the knee. I used to be an adventurer like you, and I took an arrow in the knee. In the same voice, all
1: the Redoran guards, all of the, all of the, the Norsemen. All the dark elves—they're that same guy from the Disney Channel. Every <laughs> single one of them. Uh, but honestly, like we—we we know Bethesda at this point. Bethesda throws so much crap into their games. Crap is not the good word for that, but I don't know a better word for that. Just so much. I—how many times do we stay up till four in the morning playing Skyrim? Like a hundred more of those. I'm
0: just gonna do one more side quest.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to get up for work in five minutes. I'm going to call and sick today. One more side <laughs> no I One more side Seriously. And I I want that all over again. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm sick of Skyrim. Like I said, I'm still playing it. But I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for a new Elder Scrolls game. Ecstatic about it. And yes, I know I'm throwing all of this based on the fact that it was a 30-second shot of what's obviously, in my opinion, High Rock. The High Rock um, territory. All it was was an Elder Scrolls overlay. That's Just thank you. Just tell me it's coming. That's all I want. So honestly, um, when Aaron and I first talked about what we were going to do, he mentioned Throw some grievances out there. Now, my thing is, at first, I was like, there wasn't too much I was let down with about E3. Well, unfortunately, you give me enough time to think about it, and I can bitch about anything. So, there actually was quite a few things I was unhappy with. First of all, those of you who are big Nintendo, Pokemon, etc. fanatics, which really is all of us, right? (laughs) Right. Um, Be real with yourself. You are. You know that Nintendo announced a few weeks back about Pokemon Let's Go. Sort of bridging the gap on the Switch between a a tried and true Pokemon RPG and the Pokemon Go uh, throwing mechanics, catching Pokemon, etc. And you also saw that they advertised some, frankly, stupid little Pokeball peripheral that you can pay for the light, light suggested retail price of 50 US dollars. Now, what I hated was that at E3, Nintendo confirmed that if you buy this little Dumbass, Pokeball. I'm sorry, I hate these things. You get Mew with the game, 151st Pokemon Mew that you could only get with a Game Shark in the original game or attending one of those very rare Nintendo events that you know almost nobody you know actually went to. Um, locked behind a $50 paywall. Now they have they have given no details on how you can get Mew other than this, and really. This is the sort of thing I know a lot of viewers are going to be like, oh, come on, you know companies do this. Yes, I know they do this. I know pre-order bonuses, paywall bonuses are nothing new. I still don't like them. It's it's still stupid. Nobody appreciates this. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, in a lot of ways, uh, I kind of think shame on Nintendo for that decision. I get it. I get that uh, it's going to happen, but I'm not happy about it. All right. However, worst of all, worst of E3 truly goes to EA and that abysmal Star Wars reveal. Did you see it? Uh-uh. Of course you didn't. <laughs> if you blinked, if you went to the bathroom, you missed it. Uh, you know, EA comes out through all their announcement and goes, and by the way, we're ready to talk about another Star Wars game. Are you ready? We have the name for it. It's called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. In fact, I think it's just Star Wars Fallen Order. And then you get a few people like, ooh. And then some dumb ass reporter who has to try and milk it, is like, does that mean I'll get to hold a lightsaber? Of course it means you get to hold a lightsaber! Working with Lucas on getting the name and kind of the setting for what our Star Wars game's gonna be, and we're gonna talk about it right now.
0: Oh, you guys got any guesses? I bet you the the internet is going wild right now.
1: I hope so. (laughs) So the Star Wars name is Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Woo! So, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah,
1: so it kind of gives you some idea that you'll be playing a Jedi. Uh, So,
0: does that mean I get to, like, hold a lightsaber?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I mean, you saw that? What the heck? Okay, Zach needs a moment to chill out. So, well, since he successfully brought us all down with his bitching, let's let's get ourselves back on track, get us back on the up and up. Then I'll destroy you once again with my bitching and moaning. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, in order to keep from bearing the lead, as some would say, let's actually start with the biggest announcement of E3 this year, and that, of course, is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh this is a game many of us have been waiting for more than a decade for. for a decade. And it has been hinted at that this, this may actually wrap up Sora's story.
1: I don't know if i buy that.
0: I mean, who knows? We right. do. We are wrapping up the story of the three characters from some of the little handhelds. Um, Tetsuya Nomura says that the theme of KH3 will actually be resolution. To what end, he's very unspecific, but he says there will be a lot of shocking scenes. And, you know, that may be what I'm most excited about right now is a game that tugs at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. I love a great emotional game. Oh, who doesn't, really? Anyways. Nothing like a good cry. <sighs> I know. You'll be there with my your shoulder right for me. E3 revealed, of course, a PS4 Pro of Kingdom Hearts 3 and, of course, a small, small price of $230 for a collector's edition. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, Rachel, I'm not buying that. Well, maybe not. Anyways, uh, KH3 also showed us a slew of exciting new worlds, of course, from before E3 to the show itself. Toy Story, Tangled, a return to Pirates of the Caribbean, a trip to the old-school Disney-style levels with those a la Black and White Game and Watch levels, Monsters, Inc., and, of course, the one I am least excited for, Frozen. I mean, seriously, Disney, you're forcing more princesses into the game? Sorry, I'm sorry. I guess I just need to let it go. At least, you know, in this level, I could build a snowman. But, hey, anyways, I know I'll fall in love with the game. After all, love is an open door. Oh, God, Aaron, stop. I'm sorry. Well, anyways... Sorry about that. I had an outburst. (laughs) The game right now is slated to release January 29th of 2019. We will, however, see since this is a pushback. Anyways, that's also just after my birthday. So if someone wants to get me the collector's edition, I'll let them.
1: <laughs> it's in the mail. Thank
0: you. Uh, next on my list of personal favorites is Spider-Man. Mostly because I love superhero games, and this one looks amazing. I mean, you got the free flow combat, a great story, wonderful voice acting. I mean, this game really, for me, it, it has it all that I want in these sorts of uh, superhero games. At E3, they did a floor demo of the game, finally, and it looks fluid, and I'm not being punny here, amazing. So. Yes, now, you were. Uh... Now, some of the game is also actually becoming Marvel canon. Really? It is, yes. It actually, the game ties directly into the comics Spider-Geddon. I mean, the game, literally the design of Spider-Man, is the same as in the comics. Now, I'm honestly not much of a comic guy, but I feel this means the game has a lot more legitimacy, legitimacy than something like, say, Superman 64. What an awful and disappointing game. You I, picked the worst example <laughs> in history. I, I'm not letting my grievances over it fly away. Anyways, Spider getting number zero comes out September 26th, while the game, of course, releases before that on September 7th. Now, this next one is a personal excitement for me because I want to be a child forever and never let go. You are a child. I know. I'm talking about Mega Man 11. It has been 14 years since the last Mega Man game. Mega Man game now. <laughs> this, I mean, the new one looks like everything I could want, though. I mean, it's it's a run-and-gun, just like the old-style games. And actually, the graphics to it are very reminiscent of those old-style, old-school looking. Really nice. um, now, the demo they showed on the floor, it does look like Mega Man was walking through water. But uh, reviewers have actually come out afterwards and said it actually doesn't feel that way. Which... Okay is exciting for me because i did see the floor down i was like oh god but the game also introduces two new abilities right off the top the one i'm most excited about is a speed alteration basically you can use it temporarily to slow down time it makes it a little easier to attack some of those bosses and their weak spots that are crazy and spin all over the place right Yeah, i i'm really hoping that this will actually end up being a triumphant return and we don't have to wait another 10 years to Mega Man's 40th birthday to hang out with him again. I mean, well, I mean, I guess they didn't even hit their 30th birthday. That was last year, but you know, given the situation at Capcom, I'm surprised we got another Mega Man period.
1: So it's a blessing. <laughs> no, really. It's true.
0: Yeah. Um, one of my picks, however, that I'm really excited for has some serious, uh, some back and forth reactions. And that is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I knew you were getting into Assassin's Creed. Oh, but what I'm excited is that RPG element it's bringing with it and I mean, this is a complete redo of Assassin's Creed. It's not like a skin remake like it's been in the past. This right. is a whole new thing. It takes place in the Peloponnesian War, 400 years for Assassin's Creed Origins, which really confuses me. But anyways, you get to pick from the get-go a male or female mercenary. Really? Yes. Now, the main story, they say, will eventually set up the Brotherhood and the Order. But what? while that's the main story, everything else, how we interact with the environment, how— um, changes the world for us and how like characters and NPCs react with us. It also, how you interact with the world, alters your military ecosystem that exists. Now, because it does want to remain historical, Sparta will win in the end, but that's besides the point. You just ruined the game! I know! Spoiler, Spoiler alert! alert. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to release October 5th. Finally, the last game I am most excited about is Battlefield 5. Now, I know, it's just another FPS. It's what they're doing with it that excites me. Of course, the return of destructive environments, which I love, but they're also releasing a battle royale mode. thing that has me the happiest with it is the removal of loot packs and pay-for DLC. Really? Yes. I mean, that, it, that just has me very, very excited Absolutely. with that. Everyone just gets the DLC for free. But I also love the fact that Battlefield Five is proudly having having a female character on the cover and making females an option for the multiplayer. Now, this fact right here has upset some people. Well, I, I, I side with Dice on this. So, you know what? Get over yourself, you male chauvinistic.
1: Aaron, Aaron, Aaron chill. Happy place. All right, you said you are going to do a little better. You weren't going to go after some assholes.
0: Yeah. You just, you just said it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Now, before before I get to my grievances, I want to talk about some honorable mentions. Sure. Because those were my favorites, but I really feel there's a few things that need to be mentioned. First and foremost, let's talk about Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because they're having a Battle Royale mode. Because... Call of Duty can't just handle being left in the background. Nope, they have to come forward with something stupid. Anthem, because I want Bioware to actually get this right, and the game looks so good. And finally... Oh, dear. The Return of Master Chief. Which is the only reason I will probably get an Xbox. I can't believe you own that. <laughs> Truly, the only thing I actually was disappointed um, by in E3, because you took everything off, was the PC show. I mean, I plain and simple... It was boring. I made it through about 15 minutes of the PC show before I had to actually just turn it off.
1: It's kind of like when I watch you talk.
0: That was just plain mean. <laughs> it was mean, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Well, with that, I suppose you can wrap up the show. Oh, really? Hey, okay. Let me wrap this up. So, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, of course... If you want to show us that you appreciate us, make sure you go ahead, reach down below, hit that like and subscribe button so that you are giving us numbers. That's important. It's important if we want to
1: monetize this show. like numbers, the thumbs up, the likes, the follows, the fame, the footwear,
0: all of it. Also, hit that bell icon so you know when the next episode comes up. Which, of course, is every Sunday because we release a new episode every Sunday. This feels very redundant. Well, you know. That's us. Also, the script is going really slow. I was about to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you don't have to wait as long as our teleprompter is being. (laughs) Head over to our Patreon page.
0: For just $1 a month, you can become a member of our exclusive community. And, of course, you get early access to all of our video episodes. And then there are different levels from there, which get you pictures, behind-the-scenes footage, which Tanner never tapes, and um, access to the audio, and of course, a very special episode.
1: And don't forget, you can take us on the road by subscribing to us in the Anchor and iTunes.
0: Yes, because you should not be watching us while driving down the road.
1: You naughty, naughty person.
0: Also, be sure to leave comments below. Let us know what your favorite and least favorite parts of E3 were. We would really like to have that discussion with you and tell you, if you disagree with us, that you are
1: wrong. And we'll make
0: you feel really dumb about it, too. It's true. We also want to know the kind of topics you want to hear about. See you next week.